coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, everyone. Thanks for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today's episode is going out on April the 30th, 2021. So if everything's going to plan, I'm, I'm uh, Rhea and I are down in Palatka, Florida. Maybe it's Palatka. I'm not really sure. Never been there. Haven't heard anyone say the name yet, but uh, just south of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And on uh, April 30th, we're supposed to be in Palatka speaking to Tick Power, T-I-C Power. And we're going to be speaking to a, a group of their leaders for an hour. And then relative to the, uh, the ladies that work in this organization, we're going to be doing a four-hour session for women in construction. So that's going to be pretty cool. So uh, hopefully everything's going to plan. And that's, that's what I'm doing today. If you're listening to this on the day that the podcast actually came out, they actually bought uh, 500 books to give out to their team members and having us down to speak. So that's a privilege to be, be there. Hopefully it's all going to plan and that's what's going on today. And then uh, we head home for a day. Then we head out to, to Dallas, Fort Worth for two days of speaking. Uh, with Kilgore Industries and also uh, Trinity Fireside. So we're looking to speaking, looking forward to speak to both of those groups on uh, May the 3rd and May the 4th. So we'll be traveling a little bit, but we're excited to be doing that. It's always a privilege. So today I want to continue the series that I, I was doing last week. Not really a series, but uh, just kind of looking back on my social media and the things that I've been sharing and talk to you about that and maybe a little more in depth than I shared on my social media. So one of the things I talked about on there was I said, the best companies have leaders who say they can't afford not to develop the people. The worst companies have leaders who say they can't afford to do it. And guess what? Both are absolutely right. How, how can they both be right? Because I promise you leaders who say they, they can't afford not to develop the people. Those leaders are working in, working for, working with, whatever words you want to use. I like to say they're working with, but they're, they're working with people, high-impact people, high-impact individuals, high-impact team players, other high-impact leaders. They're in the top companies. They cannot afford to quit developing their people. Because that's what would that's what it would mean in the best companies. If you know the best companies say they can't afford not to develop the people. And the reason is because the best companies actually do develop the people relative to personal growth and leadership development. From the top leader to the to the newest entry-level frontline employee team member, the best leaders in the best companies, they're growing and developing everyone. That's why they can't afford not to do it, because that means they'd have to stop doing it. And if they stop doing it, they'd start losing their best people. So they're, they're right. They can't afford not to do it. But the worst companies, 
they have leaders who say they can't afford to do it. And I'm telling you, they're right. They can't afford to do it. They're probably raking and scraping for every penny they have to invest in anything, much less growth and development for the people. And a lot of times the worst companies, they just have leaders at the top who are just draining every single penny of profit out, go and put it in their big, nice house and a big, nice boat and a big, nice plane and a big, nice bank account. And it's all about them. Those leaders, whether they struggling because they don't grow and develop their people and maybe that, that leader doesn't have a big, nice house and a big, nice home and a big, nice plane and all that stuff. Not all leaders have that. The ones who are struggling to operate their business, they definitely don't have it. And the reason they're struggling is because they don't grow and develop their people. But then there's another type of leader who, who leads people well enough that he can keep folks employed, but he milks every penny, every penny of the profit for himself. And it's his business. And that's why he's in business, to, to be successful in life. And he hasn't grown to the level, he or she hasn't grown to the level to, to see themselves as leaders who actually can move beyond success and, and wade into significance where, you know, success is all about me, me being successful, but significance is all about me helping you be successful. And the, the, the best high impact leaders out there, they sacrifice a lot to grow and develop other people. They give up some, some of their profit, some of their, uh, income that could go to them and their family they reinvest it back into the people and those people have some high impact followers those people want to follow them those leaders are worth following leaders who can't manage and lead their business at all they're they're struggling to survive and the people inside are struggling to to survive i hope you grow and develop yourself and go find you a better leader if you're one of those leaders i hope you look in the mirror and have enough humility to say I need to work on developing myself. And when you do and you become successful, I hope you continue to look in the mirror and say, now that I'm successful, I need to grow and develop the people on my team, help them become successful because that will make you significant. So that's one of the little nuggets I shared. Obviously, again, I don't share this much when I'm posting on social media, but I just had the idea the other day that, that I've put out a lot of stuff and Rhea's put out a lot of stuff that, I could go in and just add to it. Maybe you guys would uh, like this more. If you actually like this type of an episode, I'm, I'm still going to do my series uh, on my book, Blue Collar Kaizen, Leading Lean and Lean Teams. It's going to be 30 weeks focused on the 30 chapters in that book for the second half of uh, 2021. I'm still going to do that. And the reason I'm going to do it is because I've already told people I was going to do it. And I do what I say I'm going to do. I don't make commitments lightly. If I make a commitment, I'm going to keep it. Some of you may not want to hear it. Some of you may be waiting for me to do it because you do want to hear it, and I'm going to do it. But if you actually like the last episode I did and this episode, and I'm probably going to do a couple of more like this before I, I start the uh, actual 30-part series on my next book I'm going to talk about, let me hear from you. My, my cell phone number is 334 four one four three you can call me you can text me just say hey i like i like the the podcast you're doing where you talk about what you've shared on social media and and i'll know what you're talking about or shoot me an email m-a-c-k at 
M-A-C-K-S-T-O-R-Y.com, Mac at MacStory.com. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. If you like these episodes, let me know, and I'll make sure I do more of those in, in 2022. I kind of like it, talking off the cuff. I can kind of mix in whatever's going on currently, and I can elaborate uh, much more in-depth than what, what me or Rhea, either one, shared on social media. So they're nuggets. Again, I capture the quotes. Rhea captures the quotes from books that we read. We don't just search. I don't get on. If you've read my books, you see they're full of quotes. You follow me on social media. You see I'm, I got quotes all the time. I don't get on Google and search for quotes. I read all the time. And I've been reading for years, every day. That's where I pull this stuff because it resonates with me. So reach out if you like this stuff. Let me hear about it. Or if you connected with me on social media, send me a direct message or just find something I've shared and then leave me a comment and say, hey, I like, I, like, I like your podcast when you focus on some of your social media shared, shared content. And also, I haven't seen the... I'm, I'm videoing these on Zoom now also while I'm recording them. So I take the audio and I put them on my audio podcast, but I'm actually doing a video. So uh, we may take some screen. Uh, I guess the best word is just uh, a snippet of video. And I call them leadership nuggets. So we may take some of these and I may share them on YouTube or, or social media, that sort of stuff. But also, uh, I got to watch it. I don't know what it is. What's going to look like if it seems worth sharing? I may share this entire video of each podcast on my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Mac story. And there's already lots of videos out there, about 120 something plus. But I may create a podcast playlist and actually let you see the podcast where I'm just sitting in my office making a podcast. So I don't know right now. It's just on the radar. So I want to share with you now a uh, something from Ria's social media on LinkedIn. And she's got the she's got the quote down there. Her quote says, the majority of our influence comes from our character. The majority of our influence comes from our character. And then she says, when it comes to character, we should work on our weaknesses because those weaknesses will hold us back in life. But when it comes to our competency, we should hone our strengths because those skills will help us shine like a diamond. Being well-rounded won't help you become exceptional. It will keep you average at best. And you know, I share that same uh, principle that, that the, what I just read from Ria's uh, social media, her LinkedIn page. I talk about that all the time. Rhea and I are very well aligned. We value a lot of the same principles. We read a lot of the same books. We read each other's books. We help each other edit. So we're going to be very much the same. But see, what's cool is all of us are unique. And what she said at the end, I don't ever say this, but it's true. At the end, because I always say, because a lot of people, they don't know. A lot of people don't know. So they say it wrong. They, they think everybody should work on their weakness. That's true in some, in one regard, but not every regard. Remember what she said and what I say, relative to your character, work on your weakness. And hardly anybody who ever says work on your weakness means your character. 
They just mean whatever you're weak at in life. Most often they're talking about a competency, a skill, some kind of talent, whatever you're weak in. If you were in school, if you're a student, you, your parent might try to get you work on your weakness relative to your competency. Maybe math's not your strength. So they make you focus on math. You do not so well in math. So you spend a lot of time and energy in math and you're not good at it. You're probably not going to go ever, ever go out and make a, a living, especially a really good living at math if you're not good at math. Whatever you're good at, that's where you should focus competency-wise. Don't focus on your weakness competency-wise. It's your weakness on purpose. You're not good at it. Best you could ever do is be average. Rhea and I ain't trying to help you be average. We're trying to make you understand how you can take the stuff we're teaching and become exceptional. We want to help you become exceptional, not average. Average ain't going to create a good life for you. Might be easy, but it ain't going to create a good life for you. So what she said exactly was being well-rounded won't help you become exceptional. It will keep you average at best. I mean, there's people out there, parents out there, leaders out there who tell others, do this, it'll help you become well-rounded. Who wants to be well-rounded? I want to be sharp like a tip of a spear at what I do. That's why you see some of those books, actually all those books. That's why I study those books. Some of those books I've studied repeatedly for years. There's a lot of books you won't ever see because they're in my phone. They're right here. They're electronic. You ain't going to see them. They up here. Not all of them. I can't remember everything in there, but I remember the, the enough that when I study all these books, I put enough up here that I can unload a truck on somebody if they want to talk about personal growth and leadership development. I'm always going to be under construction. My project ain't never going to be complete. I'm the project. I hope that's you. You should never be complete. Good old blue collar term under construction. We shall all be under construction. So I'm going to move on now to uh, a meme that I shared. This meme's got a, it's, it's kind of got a picture of the asphalt, middle of the road, got a yellow line and black asphalt. And down the yellow line is the W, O, and an M. And then off to the side on the asphalt, it's actually a word for each one of those letters. And those words form a little sentence. And it says word of mouth. So that's the kind of, that's the picture of the meme. And then, then I, I put my own quote in there on this one. And what I had said there is the most influential people on your recruiting team are your employees. They're constantly providing positive or negative word of mouth advertisement about the leaders and the organization. You've probably, if you've listened to me long enough, you've heard me talk about that word of mouth. But I don't remember ever talking about the most influ influential people on your recruiting team are the employees. So that obviously is directed at leaders, formal authority people. I want to help them understand with, with that quote that I shared that the most valuable people on the recruiting team, the most influential people are the people on your team. You know, and if it's a big organization, big organizations, they got, they got lots of resources. They got, rec you know, professional recruiters. 
and they're they're writing ads and they're going out into social media space and online and all this kind of stuff trying to trying to attract the right people to the organization and if there's a lot of turnover in the organization <laughs> these people have a tough job they have a tough job getting top talent to want to work there then if they actually can get someone who wants to work there then they don't stay and then these people get blamed a lot of times the recruiters are the ones getting blamed because the people don't stay the, the managers back in the organization will be like why do you keep sending us these bad people those are those are low impact leaders looking out the window blaming recruiting they may be looking at the front office blaming the hr department maybe hr does their recruiting and hiring and maybe they struggle to find some good people if they do it's because of the people already in the organization because the people already in the organization are the ones spreading the most valuable kind of advertisement there is word of mouth word of mouth advertisement about what it's like to work in this organization what it's like to work for my leader and the other leaders whatever those people are saying that's what's going to determine who wants to work in your organization and i'll share a quote that i when i shared that uh meme on linkedin and again if you're not familiar with the term meme meme is just simply a a picture some type of picture with a quote or some text on it and that's i do i use leadership memes and personal growth development memes but me me is the word i'm saying if, if you're not familiar with that i know before i heard it and understood it i didn't know what it was i called them picture quotes and i still do sometimes because when i say picture quotes everybody knows what i'm talking about i don't have to define it i like simple stuff so is, do i say picture quote or do i say meme? i don't know i like picture quote all right so there's a quote at the top that I actually wrote in the post when I shared that thought or that quote. And what that quote is, is from an article I read. I think I saw it in LinkedIn or either on the, oh, it's on the news. And it said this, this is the quote, U.S. factories desperate for workers, even as ranks of jobless remain high. That's the quote. Let me say it again. U.S. factories desperate for workers, even as ranks of jobless remains high that was the title of a recent news article i read and this doesn't surprise me after spending the first 24 years of my 33 year and counting career uh in manufacturing first 24 years i worked strictly in manufacturing now i support a lot of blue collar leaders in all types of blue collar companies and industries and also white collar leaders but my my brand my focus is is on the folks that I know the best and the most often are the overlooked, most overlooked, most underdeveloped, very often underappreciated, and a lot of times overworked. That's that's the folks I want to help. I want to help them have a better life. So too many manufacturing leaders are still using old, traditional, outdated management and supervision practices with people who have no desire to be managed or and or treated as objects people naturally want to be led and valued they may not understand it but they know what it feels like people do not want to be managed like objects they want to be led and valued and you see there, there's a solution to the manufacturing industry's problem remember their problem i'm gonna say it to you again 
U.S. factories desperate for workers, even as ranks of jobless remains high. Their problem is U.S. factories, manufacturing companies, they need workers. They're desperate for workers. And the people out of work, there's a lot of people out of work. The jobless number remains high. But they can't find them. They can't attract them. So what I'm saying right here is there's a solution to the manufacturing industry's problem. Here it is. Manufacturing leaders must start valuing the people as much as they value hitting their numbers. That's what I call leadership truth. Kind of like a surgeon's scalpel. It might hurt a little, might hurt a lot, but it's meant to help. It's meant to help. I grew up in the manufacturing world. I started working in manufacturing 1988. I was basically 18 years old. And I worked as an employee in manufacturing until 2008. Then I started my own lean manufacturing process improvement consulting business. And I did that from 2008 until 2012. In 2012, I decided I want to do this. I want to really, really, really go out and help some people have a better life. I was trying to help improve the jobs and the processes so they have a better place to work. Then I started realizing and thinking, I need to help people develop this so they'll have a better place to live. And when I'm saying this, I'm pointing at my temple. I'm talking about my mind. I'm talking about your mind. It's all about mindset. So when, when leaders start valuing the people as much as they value hitting their numbers. When they do, they'll begin to attract and retain people instead of repelling them. When I worked in manufacturing all those 20 plus years, it was always about production and the numbers. On-time shipping, quality percentage, on-time delivery, production, safety, lost time, everything all about the numbers. And a lot of the leaders, they always say it's all about the people. That's what come out of their mouth. But what come out of their leadership was it's all about the numbers. That's why in 20 years working in multi-billion dollar global organizations, not one single company ever invested one penny or one minute introducing me to the kind of stuff that I talked to you about today. That's why I'm so passionate about it. We are an overlooked group, not just in manufacturing, but in the blue collar industries. Most people who get to hear people talk about the stuff that I'm talking about, those are the executives. Whether they're white collar executives or blue collar folks who work their way up, now they're at the top. They may pretend to be white collar, but they still blue collar. Sometimes those people get invested in, in the big companies. A lot of times, even in a privately held company, they still don't do any leadership development, even for the, the owner of the company. A lot of times they don't do it. They've never done it. They ain't had to do it. They've been successful without doing it, but they're being bit left behind by anybody who is doing it. I can promise you that. So what you got to know, everyone in an organization is a brand ambassador, constantly spreading positive or negative word of mouth advertisement throughout the community and the industry. How their boss and other leaders make them feel plays a key role in whether 
that word of mouth is negative or positive. It's not the manufacturers who truly value their people that are struggling to find team members. They're constantly stealing the best and brightest from their competition. People are lined up waiting for an opening at these best-led companies. It's the manufacturing leaders who see their people as objects in the process who can't fill positions. It's not the great leaders leading the great companies. There's people at all these other poorly led and poorly managed companies. They got the resume. They got, excuse me, not the resume. They got the application and maybe a copy of the resume sent to a lot of the best led companies. They're just hoping to get a job there. The best led companies, they're not struggling for people. They're not struggling to find people. They're not struggling to find people whether the unemployment is high or low. It doesn't matter. People say, well, what if, what if, what if unemployment's low? What if it's like 2%? Everybody who wants to work has a job. The other 2%, they don't want to work. How are you saying they can find a job? How, how can they, I mean, not a job, but how can these companies and leaders find people if there's nobody available? Everybody's employed. <laughs> this is how they steal the best top talent, the best people from everybody else. It's one of those things I talk about when I hear leaders making excuses. Man, they make excuses. We just can't find any, any people. Unemployment's too low. I say, hey, Mr. Miss Leader, have you ever hired somebody who already had a job? They say, yeah, of course, of course I have. We have. I say, okay. So let's say unemployment's 6%. So you could potentially hire from that pool of people, 6% of the people who don't have a job. You ever hired from that group? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Okay, so you've hired from 94% uh, of the people are working. They have jobs, but you can hire from that group. And then 6% of the people don't have jobs. You can hire from that group. So at any, any given moment, your organization actually has 100% of the workforce available to be hired. The question is, do they want to work in your organization? And for those manufacturing leaders who were interviewed in that article that I read, because they said U.S. factories desperate for workers, even as ranks of jobless remains high. I'm going to tell you this, a factory is a building. It's not desperate for anything. It should have said U.S. leaders desperate for workers. That's who's desperate for workers, the leaders. That factory can't think, feel, doesn't care. It's just there. It's just, you know, it's just walls and metal beams and concrete full of equipment. That's what a factory is. U.S. leaders are desperate for workers. So I'll leave you with those thoughts today. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.